make sure you make this intro real spicy. Real spicy? Just find a way to make it spicy, you know? Just just make it interesting. Make it interesting. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. My co-host is Bricky, and he's going to be hitting us with all of the spicy Warhammer 40k stuff. But before he does, uh, if you enjoy today's podcast, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can get access to our Discord, bloopers if they happen, uh, HD poster for the $15 tier. It is a Femboy Thousand Sons poster that Bricky is just infatuated with. He printed like 18 of them and his whole wall is just Thousand Sons Femboy uh, posters. I think he literally has a thousand of them. Um, and uh, also, the Scola comic is is out there as well. Stuff. Um, but yeah, that's... That's that's it, Bricky. Dude, tell him, dude, tell him dude. stuff. What? Bro, what? Bro. What? Dude, I asked what? for like, I asked for one thing from you. I asked for one thing. That's the best you got. That's it, man. That's. I look, asked you for Bricky a spicy intro. Bricky asked me for a spicy intro. I don't know. So you just why? say the word spicy? Yeah, you wanted spicy. I gave you spicy. Did Did you also just me? Yeah. Opt opt. Oh my god, dude! I. Get also, you told me I, I you told me I printed eighteen of them for a, a, a wall, and then you say I printed a thousand of them. You can't even keep up with your own lore. Yeah, so my god, cry god. about it. I, I think I have my gecko gif. God damn it! All right, um, yeah, uh, me. Uh, we got new merch, DK. Did you know that? Did you know we have new merch? Uh, I I think I might have seen something about that on Twitter. Yeah. Yes, there's new merch. Hey. We got a new fucking merch. There's a new shirt and a hoodie that is just a little ridiculous. We had a amazing, amazing piece of fan art. And while I was like, that belongs on a shirt, contacted the artist, gave them money. Don't worry. And now this is going to be our next merch thing. Because it's just, it's just so, it's so good. It rides yeah. that perfect line of being like, if you know, you know, but no one will outwardly know that it's some kind of like Warhammer or or fucking podcast sort of esque mm. YouTube show shirt. Sorry, I absolutely love, absolutely love it. It's a white shirt, t-shirt, and a hoodie. Grab them down in the description at orchidate.com or click the link in the description, whatever you want to use. Uh, also, read Day of Ascension. We'll probably do that book club pretty darn soon. So, read Day of Ascension. Do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. All right. DK, All you know, right. you know how if when like Half-Life 3 will come out one day. Yes. It'll talk it'll come out one day. Maybe. Maybe. Um and, and when it does, no matter how good it is, it will it will not live up to the hype. <laughs> uh no probably not half-life 3 has been hyped up so much that no there's there's no chance it will ever uh live up to the infamy if there are four individuals standing in a line mm -hmm. separate from each other how many shadows are cast well depends how big these people are no, no just how many shadows numbers well, if it's four people, I would assume four shadows. Unless they're really tight together, then you kind of only get one shadow because they're so close together. True. I would say the word I would use is foreshadow. I hate you. I'm foreshadowing the fact that Blood Angels fans, my guys, I'm going to do my best, but let me tell you, it's not going <laughs> to live up to the hype. Wow, that was so subtle, dude. Really? Dude, dude I am. I am like... I'm as subtle. I'm subtle. You're as subtle as a jackhammer to the forehead. Well, I have been known to have a very strong forehead. Ah, oh, that's fair. That's fair. The the memes about your forehead are are vast and plenty. Also, unfortunately, we will have to delete our talk about blood angels, you coward sticker <laughs> that Shy has in the Discord. I um, forgot that existed. Or, or maybe we should just re-upload it with it scratched off, and it just says, you cowards. Yeah, scratch out, talk about Blood Angels, and just you cowards, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, well, it, okay, you, you, we already knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. uh, we hit a fantastic goal on our Patreon at, at 17K. Amazing. For everyone 
everyone who did that, you're all incredible. We really do appreciate it. I am. I. It, I, 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 I I'm gonna do my best. I did some research. I read mm -hmm. some excerpts from some book. Um, <laughs> from some book. Unfortunately, the Sanguinius Primark book is coming out in this year in December. So <laughs> we don't get as good of a backstory like we would get with Kurz or Percherabo, etc. Um, okay. Or uh, the Oral Farius, because they they released his book recently, like yeah. the ones I read. Cool. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll probably fucking do an episode after the book comes out. I'll probably, we'll yeah, probably yeah. Read, read the damn book and just do, yeah. do an updated uh, after his yeah. book comes out episode, yeah. Yeah, but but sense. today today is Sanguinius. It is the Red Angel, the Angel, the the Avenging Angel, 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 Blood, Angel, Blood, Blood, Angel. Fucking so much blood and angels in this shit. I'm His excited. Is, I, I know you've been so hyped on the Blood Angels for the longest time, be, and without knowing jack all about them. I know nothing about them. All I know is like every time there's a book that we read that has Primarchs. And they refer to Sanguinius just like, oh, he's the best. He has angel wings. Uh, besides Horus, he's the best. And, like, aren't there a bunch of Primarchs that were like, uh, I don't know, maybe Sanguinius should have taken the War Master title instead of Horus, because, you know, Sanguinius is pretty great. And and I know about the, the, the famous Emperor moment, and, and it's just... I'm, I'm excited, and the blood angel sounds so cool with like the black rage and and the little blood vials and everything. And I'm 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 hype. I'm I'm glad yeah. we hit this goal. So so obviously, uh, since we're doing Sanguinius here, uh, like was Dorn our last Primark? I think it was Dorn. I think so. I think Dorn was the last one. So I, I mentioned in the Dorn book or the Dorn one that I am trying to spend more time not getting into the hyper speci specifics. There's going to be plenty of fucking like, oh, what about the part where Sanguinius did this? Or, oh, don't forget about the part where Sanguinius did this. There's too much Sanguinius. He's one of the major fucking characters of the entire goddamn saga. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm trying to get more in a sense of feel for what he's like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's not as much of a, of a, of a ooh-woo cushion angel that I thought he would be. <laughs> he seemed like he was very soft, angelic, BF fucking uh, gorgeous features and all that. And go, don't get me mm. wrong. He, he he is vis visually, but um, there's a there's a very good excerpt that uh, someone mentioned where it, w it was something about angels and, and God, um, in a book from the Pro the prophecy in 1995, and it said, "Did you ever notice how in the Bible, whenever God needed to punish someone or make an example, or whenever God needed a killing, he sent an angel." Do you ever wonder what a creature like that must be like? A whole existence spent praising your God, but always with one wing dipped in blood. Would you ever really want to see an angel? And, and that's, you get a little bit of that as like the avenging angel is like angels were not. He, he says, and I quote, angels were not created for kindness. So Ooh. his soft fucking angel feature BF crap. It is uh, definitely a bit more overblown. I thought he would be a little bit too of a, much of a goody two shoes, and that's what makes it sadder that he died. But yeah, yeah. But no, he's actually really tragic in life and in death, and it's uh, oh. he's he's unsure a lot. He's he's the kind of guy who seems like he always wants everyone to get along, and he tries really hard to facilitate that. He's but it's kind 40K. to. Yeah, he, he's kind to everybody. He wants everyone to prosper and do well. And he, he tries to understand everyone. Um, I do believe he was the closest friends with Horus, uh, which is in addition. Which is, that's yeah. sad then, yeah. I, I, I believe him and Horus were probably by far the closest. Um, but like, like, for example, here's your quote. Here's your initial quote. All right. <clears throat> Sanguinius. It should have been him. He was the vision and strength to carry us to victory and the wisdom to rule once victory is won. For all his aloof coolness, he alone has the emperor's soul in his blood. Each of us carries part of our father within us, whether it is his hunger for battle, his psychic talent, or his determination to succeed. Sanguinius holds it all. It should have been his. That is quote from Horace. 
Wow, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's that's pretty high praise coming from Horus. It's I think this was maybe about the Horus Horus getting Warmaster. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, it's a lot from from Horus and like this this is other excerpt between them that I I just found really fun and it it makes me learn a lot more about them than anything I've read so far. Mm -hmm. uh, the two of them were dealing with a a compliance uh, of a world destroying some Xenos. And Horus said that he would let some of them live if they released all the humans. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sanguinius was kind of quiet, a little, little contemplative, and says, How can I ease your disquiet, brother? Horus went on, affecting a serious mien. The angel eyed him. If the gray, Xenos, had done as you asked, if it had set the thralls free, tell me, would you have really let the aliens go? Horus nodded, as if the answer were obvious. I am a man of my word. I would have let them leave the planet's surface, make for orbit. He cocked his head. But when they met your ships up there, well, he gave a small shrug. You've never been as agreeable as I. The smile became a moment of laughter. Sanguinius gave a slight mocking bow. So true. I must content myself with merely being the better warrior. Don't make me pluck those wings, Horus retorted. Ooh. Perish the perish the thought, said Sanguinius. Without them, I'd only be as handsome as you are. That would be tragic, Horace agreed. Oh, little, little tit for tat between brothers. I like it. I like very, it. very cute. Very sweet, you know? Very, very sort of uh, you know, sibling, not quite a sibling rivalry, but sort of that uh that sort of fun familial rivalry. I like it. I like Which it. Which is rare among many of the primarchs, because they're such assholes yeah and they're always like they're either so serious or they're so devoted to the emperor and it's like dorn where it's just like rules rules strict strict build build that you so rarely get this uh sort of light-hearted jabs you know these sort of brotherly jabs at each other mm -hmm. so let's begin in the the, the pod um pod. as we all know the emperor had 20 pot or 18 pot 20 pot 20 pods um, and then launched them all out into the galaxy. Well, didn't he didn't do that. The chaos took them. Chaos did it because... Chaos the, did it. The, from the book, right? Yes, from the first heretic, it is assumed that the Emperor made a pact with the chaos gods to make the Primarchs and then did not meet his end of the deal. Mm -hmm. And so they yanked them. But an uh, interesting tidbit I read in here was that it is said the Emperor put arcane protection on the Primarchs to stop Chaos from interfering with them. Um, however, despite this, they were still able to cause issues with the capsules, leading to the gene seed problems and mutations they have. The Primarchs' powers, so to speak, is possibly assumed that is because of Chaos's manipulation, um, okay. such as Alpharius being split, mm -hmm. um, uh, Lorgar's weird hearing of, of Chaos, and the warp and uh, Sanguinius's wings. Mm, um, Sanguinius got off pretty light, you know. He, 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 if if the if the chaos gods had been able to kind of do a little fucky wucky, and all he got was wings, whereas Lorgar hears the whispers of chaos, uh, and uh, Alpharius yeah. and Omegon get split. It's like, oh, you know, that's not too bad. You just get some cool wings that make you angelic and further prove to everybody that you're best boy. That's could be worse. Oh yeah, that's definitely all he got was wings. Oh yeah. no, that's yeah, he true. definitely only got wings. That's true. I don't know the whole story, do I? Okay. He, oh, you kind of do, but yeah, there's other problems with him. I'm jumping um, the gun a little, aren't I? So his home world is Ball Secundus, uh, also known as in the uh, main planet of Ball, B A A L. Um, Ball oh, okay. is his planet with two moons. Um, the place is also where he was found was a place known as the Angel's Fall. And he was found by these wandering tribes of humans known as the Folk of Pure Blood, or simply just the Blood. Mm -hmm. um, chaos change that Sanguinius gave him tiny little, tiny little wings, tiny little angel wings little on his wing. back. Um, Angel's Fall, they found an angel. They must have thought that was one hell of a prophecy for them. It may have been renamed to Angel's Fall after that. Oh, because they found the angel at the falls, they named it Angel's Fall. Or it was Angel's Fall. I don't know. Either way, okay, both whatever. both make sense. Yeah, Not yeah. important. Um, now, Ball Secundus is a radiation-stricken world. Shit's fucked. 
Of it course. is not a great spot to live in, which is why there is a huge amount of uh, radiation-strewn mutants. And so they originally were like, oh my god, it's a mutant, and they wanted to kill it. Um, because it has wings on its back. Oh, oh, when they first found Sanguinius, they're like, oh shit, this is a mutant, radiation did something to it, let's just knife it. Let's just let's knife the yeah. baby. You know, strangle the baby in the crib, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, meanwhile, Angron jumps down and kills Eldar. Yeah, very 40k, uh, radiation-stricken world, everybody's scared. Sure, makes sense. But, but everything about him was, like, perfect. He was the perfect baby. He was perfect Sanguinius. So instead, compassion beat them, and they decided to keep him and spare him. Okay. Um, now, sense. his early life is, quote-unquote, lost to time and memory, a.k.a. the book comes out in December. <laughs> um, I was going to say, so they haven't written it yet, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, but in the classic worlds, he grew to maturity very fast. His wings grew gigantic with uh, glistening white feathers, but the feathers were like strong as steel they were okay really darn tough um at three weeks he was as large as a three-year-old child and could walk at one year he was about the size of a young adult say early 20s uh Oof. and then you know after that he's grown within like yeah. probably two years once and he gets to like full grown man size they they kind of don't grow much after that yeah uh, so then the tribe grew and prospered under his guidance. Uh, the Ballite, as in people from Ball, mm-hmm. feral mu- uh, group of mutants surprised them because uh, they, they like roaming groups of mutants would come and like try to kill people. Uh, and Sanguinius naturally in Primarch fashion killed them all single handed and uh, like bare handed, I believe, numbering over a hundred of them. Um, which is sense. At, the, yeah. at this point doesn't even sound impressive anymore because they're Primarchs. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the bare minimum a Primarch should be doing is bare-fisted killing a hundred mutants. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Um, this is the first time, however, the tribe ever saw him angry, which was horrifying to them because it's just terrifying seeing the avenging angel, so to speak. But um, it was because Sanguinius saw his friends' lives were in danger. And it's the first time they ever assumed that the blood rage overtook him. The genetic flaw of, uh, you know, thing. The, this kind of, like, mindless rage, so rage, to speak. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, Balsaconus, like I mentioned, was a radioactive wasteland. And the mutant tide of people was becoming a real problem. Uh, however, under his leadership, they pushed back the mutants of the world in hopes of building a civilization on Ball. And he mm-hmm. was worshipped as a god by his peers. Because... I mean, because look at the motherfucker. Like, yeah, I mean, look I mean, at those really, wings. Jesus. It's 40K. He's a Primarch. And, well, to be fair, he is he is a very angelic-looking Primarch. So if any of them is going to get worshipped as a god, it's, yeah, it's going to be him. Uh, also, every every art of him is so, like, he looks so good. With, like, that gold armor and those wings and, like, glowy weapons and... Floating, like, flowing gold hair and, mm-hmm. yeah. He is, yeah, he, he is, he's, he's, he's... he's pretty perfect that's that's part part of the point yep um so after this this is probably like half the book that's going to be there but for here the emperor arrives the emperor shows up he arrives at ball land landed at the conclave that they have which is a giant amphitheater where they do policy and stuff Mm -hmm. and sanguinius Partitioned the emperor had this big old speech that the emperor watched him sanguinius did this this big old like powerful speech to him and his people and he flew into the sky and everyone cheered and and, and then everyone clapped um okay. and then the whole all that crap and then and so the emperor was like all right yep this is my son yep yep i believe <laughs> that's it. that's definitely one of mine sure yep, sure uh, definitely yep. so yeah, it, it, this is the cre- not the not cringiest with the cheesiest fucking thing i'm about to read um the angel knelt to the emperor immediately tears crystal tears falling from his cheeks when landed on the radioactive soil, bloomed flowers where they Ooh. landed. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> just, okay. God damn it. Fucking okay. hell. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a little, flowers. little on the nose, but uh, you know, it is GW, so I, flowers it's not the cringiest bloomed. thing they've ever done. Flowers bloomed with his tears. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. It just it, it, it gets me. He, he is a perfect angel, so... You know, it just it gets me man um 
So, uh, anyway, the, the best of the tribesmen of the blood were taken to become Astartes uh, and found the Ninth Legion. The Blood Angels of the Ninth Legion. Uh, and Sanguinius's armor was also really fancy and, and pretty interesting to read about. The ornament on his chest uh, was the little heart there is actually called a Megladari ruby. And oh. the center cut in, was cut into a heart atop golden flames, uh, which was supposed to be the burning spirit of the blood angels. Um, and then the Dope. four little rubies above it are actually the worlds dedicated to where the legions come from, which is Terra, Ball, and its two moons. Oh, that's dope. I like that. Yeah, it's a really fancy concept, right? Oh, yeah, it's a really, um, really fancy concept. One shoulder, you can also see what had a war clogus line called a Carnadon, which is a, a sort of snow leopard, but uh -huh. way bigger, and it was his first kill alongside his first battle with his legion in their uh -huh. first new area, so... A little memento of uh, of the first kill. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes hence, sense. Hence, it's little uh, little bit there. Yep, he's um, even got it on his robe when he's not wearing his armor. He's uh, for his weapons. I believe he has the spear is called the spear of Telesto, which I will always giggle at as the destiny, destiny player. Yep. yep, I'm just like, oh, no <laughs> wonder ruined destiny. No, no wonder he died. He didn't actually get killed by Horus. He just fucking glitched out and crashed. <laughs> Telesto users. Fucking Telesto. Uh, and then it. his spear or his sword was, I think, the the Blade and Carmine, the Spear of Telesto, are his two major uh, weapons. Okay. Um, now, he eventually then came the Great Crusade, uh, which I'm assuming we'll also get more in his book. But it was told that his closest friendships he formed with were Horus, uh, apparently Lehman Russ, and Jagatai Khan. But it honestly seemed like everyone fucking loved the guy. So, I mean, I think he was probably close with Magnus, too. They helped make the librarius the little, to learn more about psychers and a conclave. And he asked the con to join that. And yeah. every, it seemed like pretty much everyone fucking liked him. I think maybe the only one who maybe didn't love him much was Kurz. But Kurz hates everyone. But even then, who, who does Kurz love? That's like, of course, of course, the devil hates the, the, the angel. Yeah, but like... I think maybe Angron didn't like him much, but at the same time, Angron once just just thought about Sanguinius and it soothed the nails in his head. So wow. I don't fucking know who does if anyone does or does not like the guy. Like like how who maybe even maybe even fucking Kurz had an altar of him. God if I know. Probably. He's, but out of out of all of them, it was probably Kurz and Angron that maybe didn't like him as much as everybody else. I don't remember. I, I think I remember in the Alpharius book, he was like, everyone likes Sanguinius and like, me too. And then he's like, everyone hates X and Kurs. And he's like, oh, there's also Ferris Manus and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but anywho, uh, Great Crusade, he goes out, does his stuff, compliance world, etc. Mm. Um, but then, of course, you know, Sanguinius's real story hits when the her heresy hits, because that's, oh, sure. that's the thing, right? Oh, that's sure. The yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Horus heresy starts to come on out, and Horus in particular started to really hate Sanguinius due to his chaos corruption, of course. Of course. Uh, but he was also by far the most fucking scared of him. Oh, rightfully um, so, I would imagine, since it's, it's Sanguinius. Like, he's the only one that could even possibly rival Horus, right? Uh, that's one thing. Uh, also, just because being such a powerful person, Sanguinius had the gift of foresight, which we'll talk about a bit later. Oh. Um, but Sanguinius, and we'll talk a lot about a little bit more about Kurz in this one. It's not because I'm biased. I swear. Oh, sure, certainly not. You have no affinity for the Night Lords, and would never, never shoehorn them into an episode just because you like them so much. No. Fucking fuck you. It would never happen. But um, I, I think there's a decent amount to be said that Kurz and, and uh, Sanguinius are kind of the yin and the yang of each other because mm. Sanguinius has foresight like Kurz, but he often saw the good futures or better futures or in better yet could control it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Where Kurz saw everything awful deep and dark and him being killed by dad. Oh, boy. By an assassin. Yeah. And he was also, and you know, like, Kurz doesn't need friends because he's got the streets. <laughs> he's got the streets. And he, he wants vindication more than he wants friends anyway. So who I gives mean, a shit who likes me? Uh, well, we'll talk more about the uh, the foresight thing a bit back into the trial. We'll, it'll make more sense. 
Um, but anyway, Horus Heresy. Horus do not like do do not like Sanguinius now. Very scared of Sanguinius. Mm, um, so he made a plot to try to get rid of Sanguinius and the Blood Angels. And by doing so, he utilized an old secret he found out. A long time ago, or a couple years back, uh, he knew that like Sanguinius would be impossible to turn. Just impossible to turn. Oh, sure. So he used something against him he found out, uh, which was the genetic flaw of the Blood Angels, known as the Red Thirst. Oh, okay. So, now, now we're getting into vampire territory, right? Yes. The Red Thirst is the vampiric kind of craving for blood that initially manifests in the Marine. And it becomes kind of like this illness that gets worse and worse with time. Mm. Um, which also partly, I think, helps feed into the Black Rage a little bit. Sure. Uh, but because of the Blood Angels look, they have the more pale skin. They've got some slightly elongated teeth there and then they have that strong urge to drink the blood of their enemies which can get stronger and stronger which eventually degenerates them into this uncontrollable thing of madness where they just become unhinged and yeah. murdering like murderous machines the black rage right the black rage i i think i always had a little bit of a hard time with this but i think the black rage is when they it's almost like they go into this murder induced coma Ooh, where they wow. just fucking rip yeah. and tear until um, it is done but the red thirst has that vampiric thirst for blood, which, well, if you want to get yourself some blood and as a kill people. <laughs> Is that how you get blood? Wow, no kidding. And that's why they that's why they wear the uh, the blood vials, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. I think it's to, to help stave this off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so they uh they yeah, it's also not just the blood of enemies, it's it's the blood of it's the blood of everybody. They, they yeah, crave. they just want blood, period. Yeah. It's it's not like they're thirsting for blood from combatants or blood from their rivals. It's just, we need blood. They're just like vampires, where it's just, any blood will do. But this is a genetic flaw of the blood angels that Sanguinius has known about for several years. Uh, however, it, he kept it from all the other Primarchs and the Emperor. He didn't tell anyone. Oh. Some people knew the truth, like the higher-ups in his legion, but only their uh, master apothecary, a guy named Azkelion, uh, or Azkelon, uh, knew the extent, and they were trying to figure out a way to fix it. Okay. Um, Horus saw him killing one of his own legionaries who had, oh. fallen, to the, who had fallen to the Red Thirst and Black Rage. Mm -hmm. And Horus witnessed that and he swore he would tell nobody and not even the emperor and he would never reveal the secret to anyone which he didn't wow. while even... he was normal Horus. Oh, okay i was gonna say wow i mean sh surely that would be something you would absolutely try to exploit once you turn traitor and heretic which he did mm. the main plan of Horus was something known as the cygnus campaign and decades later, he was able to find a way to exploit that flaw. Um, and in a way to try to sway the Blood Angels into the hands of the Chaos Gods, most particularly Korn. Because I think Korn thinks the Blood Angels are pretty baller. Well, blood for the Blood God, right? Naturally. Um, so in an effort to weaken them, he sent them to the Cygnus Cluster to cleanse seven worlds and 15 moons from a cluster of Xenos invaders and to release the human settlers from the overlords that were there. Okay. Once the Sanguinius and the, <clears throat> once the, and the Blood Angels arrived, they found out that the entire area was just fucking covered in the ruinous powers. The entire place turned into like a living realm of chaos with mm. all the worlds turning into demon worlds and the humans just slaughtered. Wow, that is quite a surprise to find. Uh, we think you're going to fight some Xenos, and oh, by the way, it's all chaos. Oh, oops, all chaos. Oops, all chaos. Yep, Captain Crunch, you can't fucking keep getting away with it. <laughs> Who's going to make up for the fault when you've made only berries? <laughs> you made only berries, damn you. You expect me to purchase your mistakes? <laughs> Corporate America, again. Capitalism wins again. Goddamn you. So this area was under the power of someone named Kyrus the Perverse. It was a uh, keeper of secrets, great demon of Slanesh. Um, they were immediately ambushed 
and and immediately crippled, killed most of their navigators and astropaths. Ooh. And since this is the first time they ever fought chaos, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, new enemies. They didn't know about chaos. They didn't know what the fuck chaos was mm-hmm. because emperor and being dumbass. Yep, stupid emperor. So Kyrus taunts and Sanguinius often to like, hey, take back the star system, pussy. <laughs> do your best to, to what, what's wrong, huh? You never seen you never seen a, a Slanesh demon with six tits. <laughs> that tall glass of Slanoosh, man. That tall glass of Slanoosh. Mm. <laughs> That's Slanooshy. <laughs> what's wrong? You never seen a tongue with ten teeth. Oh god, I hate the idea of a tongue having teeth. Something yeah. about this is just spike, ugh. spiky tongue. Ugh. Anyway. Um, they fought at a major crown world demon's power. They they did you know did their best fight them back whole thing, and he fought Singonius that is fought a corn bloodthirster named Ka Banda. So Ka Banda was a the bloodthirster of corn and taunted him a ton and said, "Hey, Horus betrayed you. Get fucked, idiot. You fucking <laughs> dummy, dumbhead, stupid." Uh, this is what you rude. get for being a dumb, dumb head, etc. He kept taunting him the whole deal. So rude for a bloodthirster. So the the initial idea was to find a way to to trick Sanguinius into going into the hands of Corn and his legion to succumb to the Black Rage into mm. the grasp of Corn. You know, and this was mm-hmm. the this was the demon that would help ferry them there. Right. Um. They the two of them fought each other. And uh, he stabbed a pretty deep gash into the heart of the Bloodthirster, but was caught off balance by its whip and sent to the ground with a gigantic smash to Sanguinius's face with the flat of his axe. Um, again, just dong. And <laughs> instead of instead of killing him, the Bloodthirster laughed at him even more and then went to go murdering all of his Blood Angels trying to help him. Oh, I think he, no. <laughs> he killed like 500 Blood Angels. Just is... sweeps of his axe. I mean, I know it's a bloodthirster, but that is a lot of blood angels. 500 of them? Yeah, he fucking went to town. I mean, I guess if he got one up on Sanguinius, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could just totally wreck uh, 500 space marines on his own. It just seems so, like a lot to solo. Um... I, so with the actual, uh, what was it? With with the actual like psychic power of Sanguinius, he's a very he's a very potent psyker. I think is Magnus the only one that's stronger than he is psychic wise. He's pretty fucking up there, um, in terms of psychic potential. He's pretty he's pretty damn high. Um, but with his psychic power and, and strength, all of the Blood Angels die and kind of send feedback loops and knock Sanguinius out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went out unconscious as they were. Uh, as they were, you know, getting fighting slaughtered. off the yeah, getting slaughtered. Yeah, uh, I think. Try correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first major onset of the Black Rage for his sons, as they were like, "Holy fuck, our Primarch!" They started running and trying to kill all the corn people. Um, I I do remember people saying that when when he dies to Horus, that also triggers the Black Rage in a bunch of them. I think I think it's both times, but mm-hmm. but with this particular one, it's a lot more um, how you say uh, like it's the first major ev- Black Rage event, and then his death obviously revitalized it. Oh sure, because uh, I mean, if anything was going to trigger the Black Rage, it would be Sanguinius's death. So like when this Black Rage event happens for like the first time, is it just like everybody just goes stir crazy and just starts? falling to madness or like and like how do you get out of the can you get out of the black rage or are you just donezo until somebody kills you i believe the black rage is like the the murder comas that i mentioned earlier yeah and you can get out of the black rage but it's like a debilitating thing and the red thirst gets worse and worse and worse and the black rage event the more black rage events you have the worse and worse and worse it becomes and it slowly gets the debilitation going. Oh, okay. So you can suffer numerous black rage events. I just, in, in my head, I just figured once you fell to the black rage, that was it. And you were just kind of like, you never came out of it. And somebody had to like kill you or something. I believe that there's like a level you can reach in the red thirst and the black rage that gets really fucking bad. And that's when you become a death company. 
which gotcha. is a special type of marine whose sole purpose is to die in battle as like a blazing fucking I think in game they literally carry two chain swords and they just run at you Damn. and they're just like I will die I will die now in battle instead of having to be executed for my my issue my, my right. problems yeah 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 um, they, and then it was particularly crazy when, when right after, um, they got rid of all the corn demons, they said, wow, it's Morbin time. And they morbed all over those guys. I thought we were done with Morb memes. I really, really did. This is the vampire one, dude. Uh, also, uh, are there any, how to put this, uh, when you're afflicted by the black rage, like, and you die, can they put you in a dreadnought? I think there are Death Company Dreadnoughts also. Because, like, if I believe you just, so. like, stir crazy and, you know, just, sure, send the crazy Black Rage Dreadnought in. I, I, I believe there is the Black Rage Dreadnought, which is the fucking Death Company Dreadnoughts. I'm pretty positive. I think you can actually run one on, yeah, Death Company Dreadnought. Here it is. Yeah, Those seem like they would be a little crazy. Yeah, I think so. I think they would be quite crazy, in fact. Can you imagine falling to the Black Rage, dying... And then getting revived uh, to be put into a dreadnought, and you still have the black rage, and you still have to cope with it. It's like even in death, I cannot escape the black rage. Even even in death, cope. Yep. Se even in seize. death. <laughs> yeah. The chamber has to be filled with copium. Yeah. Uh, anywho, um, they eventually fought back all the demons here and and the like. Um, I don't know, they did not get a chance to kill Kalbanda, I don't believe. Um, but they were able to get their ass out of there and, and rescue Sanguinius and deal with all that stuff. And this is the point where, like, Sanguinius, when he was being taunted, he's like, ah, Horace betrayed you, lol, lol, lol. Mm -hmm. This is when he kind of was worried that this might be the case. And oh, okay. So Sanguinius has foresight, similar to Kurz. The thing is, is that they, GW has a little bit of a hard time when they talk about the foresight thing. Um, the main thing for Sanguinius is he, like, he would often see a better future, so to speak, than Kurz would. And he would be going to get the better future. And Kurz saw his death at the hands of the assassin. Mm -hmm. And later on, Sanguinius saw his death by Horus. Oh. Later, so, I'm, I'm assuming after this betrayal, because I don't, it, I mean, maybe, I don't know if he saw it beforehand. So Sanguinius sees a better future, and he still sees himself getting killed by Horus? The idea is that the Emperor lives because he dies to Horus. Oh, right, right, yeah. The, the best future possible would be Sanguinius dying, and then the Emperor living, and Horus's uh, heresy being, uh, or his betrayal being overthrown. That's, I suppose that's true, yeah. There was that a there was that concert or that excerpt with the con that we talked about in the con episode where Sanguinius talks about how he feels like he's going to or he's he can see his future death by Horus but the Emperor alive and the con's like well I don't really fucking want you to die but the idea was that con picking picking sides and doing all these kinds of things con has that specific statement where he's like will I save lives Sanguinius says many he's like oh, then I shall ride out. And he goes yeah. and does his thing. And he rides yeah. out because, of course, he does because he's the con. It's the con, of course, yeah. So, <clears throat> so he sees that possible future. And I believe he sees a bit more of a positive future comparatively. I mean, I mean, Kurz from, from the streets was always saw his, like, he saw the Emperor when the Emperor arrived. And he was like, I literally see the future of you killing me with an assassin. <laughs> I, also, I also live on this horrible, horrible planet in Nostromo and everything sucks. But the rooted concept with Kurz is that is the question of fatalism. Kurz mm. likes to assume that the future is set in stone because oh, yeah, it can't be changed. Yeah, yeah, because he likes because then he gets an excuse for the horrible things he does. Right, he gets like a a pass, like fate made me do it, like I had no chance, like this was this was forced upon me. Yeah, which is like part of the mental illness of him. Mm -hmm. It's like he doesn't want to feel like a monster. He wants it just mm -hmm. to be the way it is. Like it's not my choice. This is fate. This fate. This is destiny. I had. I, I couldn't have changed it even if I wanted to. I, this is how I was born to be. Whereas Sanguinius doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see the future set in stone like that. But the future he sees, the one where he dies to Horus, is the one where the Emperor lives. 
So it's not about fatalism. It's more like yeah. I'd prefer this future, even if it's my death. Yeah, even if I die, as long as the emperor lives, that's much more preferable. So after this horrible campaign against the demons, Sanguinius reawakened, and they did a warp jump to the closest system, which is not cut off by the current raging ruin storm by Lorgar and the Wordbearers. Mm -hmm. uh, and this would be them being sent to Ultramar. Um, and this was the creation of Imperium Secundus, which we talked about a little bit, a, a small, honestly very short, um, stint of a second Imperium between three people, Gilliman, Sanguinius, and the Lion. Mm -hmm. that's, a, and, that's, a, that's a nice three. That's, a, that's quite the trio. It's a good trio. Um, Sanguinius was named the leader as the, the second Emperor. They even refer to him as the Emperor very often. Hell yeah. Um, because this is what they needed. Like, they need a small government. You know, if anyone is going to be like, we need a government, it's going to be fucking Gilliman. <laughs> of course. Of course. Probably Gilliman's suggestion. Yep. We need a government. We need a leader. We need politicians. We need taxes. Let me do the taxes, guys. I swear I'm really good at it. Yeah. The lion was uh, named as the Lord Protector of the Imperium Secundus and Sanguinius as the leader. Very, very um, shocking positions for them to have. Would have never guessed at all that that's what the lion would want ironic as the lord protector of the imperium after being named it has conrad kurz hop out of his flagship and immediately <laughs> just start ripping people up on ultramar just starts going from planet to planet being like ha 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 this fucking murder and and fear and, and he started inciting civil war in the ultramar system to destabilize all the planets shocking oh, shocking very, very, that very kurz shocking would do this. very shocking yep so instead, they decide to put, um, so they, they eventually finally fucking get to, you know, this is when the lion was like, I'm going to nuke him. He's like, my mom's there. Please don't. <laughs> uh, they, there was trying to reduce as many civilian casualties as possible. No orbital bombardment, no mm -hmm. rad saturation, no et cetera, et cetera. Um, even though the worlds were destabilizing and civil war was starting to reign because of all of his terror tactics. Mm-hmm. It would still is like Gilman's like no, stop it, <laughs> stop it, Lion, stop trying <laughs> to kill all my people, stop it. So, Kurt, uh, Lion found him, uh, confronted him, beat him in a duel with Kurz. That is, he mm -hmm. asked Kurz why he turned traitor, and his answer was, "Why not?" Yeah, all things it's considered, a, for Kurz, like why not? Fuck it. it. Says there's there's a monster in his head that he cannot control. And so it's, the lion kind of felt bad and decided to pummel him into unconsciousness instead of killing him. Um, they put Kurz on trial, which honestly was quite funny because they just like sit Kurz down. And he like shakes his manacles and fucking pouts, like puts his like bottom lip out. He's like, Meh. I was going to say Kurz on trial. That must have been quite the show. Like, it, oh, oh, it absolutely <laughs> was. This is actually a really interesting excerpt. Um, I'd pay a pay-per-view fine to watch that one. It's it is very funny. Curse is quite the Joker. It's a little weird. He's got this very Lola Mal kind of thing to him. Mm -hmm. um, but he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. My job is terror tactics. I did terror tactics. I didn't. There's no crime. What do you mean? <laughs> and and he just point. He just pointed at the lion. He's like, oh, pff, you guys put me on trial. Not that guy. <laughs> that asshole is yeah. wants to nuke systems. Yeah. But that's the thing is that it's, Lion says you accuse me of breaking the law. He says, "A oh, hypocrite! You killed far more citizens in the worlds than I have." And it turns out the Lion bombed shit anyway. <laughs> yep, that's that sounds like the Lion, all right. Mm -hmm. But didn't tell Gilliman. Oh, I think he, I remember you he, telling me yeah. that before. But yeah, he went. So Sanguinius is there, like he's like in front of the trial, and he's just. He's looking at all of them. And he's trying to trying to handle it. He's trying to talk to Lion and Gilliman and keep everyone calm. And he, Languidius has the very nice ability to just fling his wings out if everyone wants everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is, is nice. Very, it is. It is a nice part of having wings. Just and very the, handy. The room goes dead. Yep. But yes, the Lion decided to bomb people anyway and disguise it as drop pods instead of missiles and things. Oh. And so Gil. <laughs> So Gilliman was fucking mad. <laughs> Not surprising. I imagine Gilliman and Sanguinius were none too happy about uh, needless nuking. I, I like this this excerpt a lot. It's like, um, it is not so, said the lion. I withdrew my troops at your behest. Only them did you tie my hands with your vacillation. 
Yes, hands tied, cackled Kurz, jangling his manacles. Nobody can do any damage with their hands tied, can they? That's that's pretty good. I like that. So Sanguinius eventually kind of got everyone to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gilliman broke the lion's sword on his knee, Ooh, uh, which he okay. was very angry about. I was going to say, um, that's probably a very special sword, some sort of relic sword that he's very fond of. Uh, but the weak, uh, lion says, weakness, he bellowed, thrusting the shards towards Gilliman's back. Self-righteous never con- self-righteousness never conquered the galaxy, brother, and it will not save you from Horus. And it says, be gone, he heard Sanguinius say. Uh, not turning around, immediately the lion regretted his words, remembering the vision that had beset his lords of late. Will not save Ooh. you from Horus and... Lately, Sanguinius has been seeing his death from Horus. Mm-hmm, but the Emperor surviving, that's, uh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a low blow, Lion. That's a low Just blow. Leave, brother. The triumvirate has ended. You are not welcome in Imperium Secundus. So they kick Ooh. him out. Good um, for them. Screw you, Lion. But in a diff- he was going to leave the system originally, but instead, he, uh, Lion came back later, teleported back down there, and said, hold up. Because Sanguinius was about to kill Kurz. Straight up, just execute him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, hold up, wait a moment. Kurz said he's killed by an assassin he keeps dreaming about. Which means the Emperor must still be alive at the time. Oh, okay. So there... So, okay, okay. That's that's a that's a nice little development. I, I, I like that thinking. So if... We kill Kurz now. The future of his death by the assassin might not become the emperor might be dead. And that's why there's no assassin. Mm-hmm. It might change everything irrevocably in a way that's way worse than if we just let him go. So, well, not let him go, but keep him. Well, yeah, yeah, keep him bound or keep him chained up or keep him in a dungeon or something. Yeah, yeah. The lion decided to become the jailer instead to, to watch over Kurz. How'd um, that go? <laughs> uh, well, not great. I think he gets away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the main thing, actually, after this, because the Siege of Terror is after this, but there is another little excerpt that's important. Um, the main one here was the last time Kurz and Sanguinius ever saw each other. Okay. Uh, and says, Sanguinius put his hopes to rest. Father won't have you executed. I believe he should, uh, but you're right, he won't. Prison will be very dull, said Kurz. I'll miss our conversations. It's like, father, <laughs> father might do worse, he said. He watched Kurz's face closely. He might forgive you. Said He Ooh. struck home. Kurz's mask of contempt hell fell. The unease returned. The reptilian eyes widened as they saw destiny enter a state of flux. In a storm of emotions that passed in micro tremors over the night haunter, Sanguinius saw anger and doubt. He saw horror again at the thought that the universe really was not as Kurds had known it to be for so long and for so absolutely. He saw the rarest of things in Conrad's eyes. He saw hope. And that was all he needed as he shoved Kurds into the stasis coffin as he lay prone and helpless. I, you, he, might, he might forgive you, Sanguinius repeated. I don't. You cannot have that redemption. I won't let you. Rest certain in your destiny. You will have it, and I am not taking you to father. He says, you can't kill me either. I die at the hands of father's assassin. So I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to jettison your coffin into the void. The assassin will find you when the time comes. It may be millennia, Conrad. And so the hope vanished into a different form of horror. It's like, your destiny won't be altered. It will be as you say. He stepped back. And Jess in the coffin as it froze Conrad in mid-scream. Damn. And that's actually Damn. where, where right. Conrad's uh, Conrad's Primark book starts is when his coffin is recovered. Oh, okay. That's where that's where his book starts. Okay. That seems like a good place for it to start with uh, Oh boy, he's probably real pissed when he wakes up. It's part of the reason I think he he was as insane as he was on Saguesa because uh oh yeah definitely because he was drifting around for i think a couple was it a couple centuries it was a bit it it was a bit post damn yeah yeah i i I imagine that once he got out of that pot he was just a 
big old batch of crazy. Even by his standards, he was probably just totally, yeah, totally he, gone. He was found by like miners and stuff, and he immediately just he immediately did his them. usual night haunter thing and skulked around the ship, murdering people. Of course, of course, so he did. Jeez, it's very good. It's very good. A uh, uh, very, very good, very good book. I liked it a lot. Um, you but you know. Murray. They're, they're sanguineous, you know. This is a little avenging angel feel you can kind of get. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that, that feeling of, like, yin and yang, the dark, deep, the bad future and the good future. Oh, yeah. One sees only the bad, one sees only the good, yeah. Definitely. The angle and the devil. Yep, one is one is hiding in the in the darkness of, of uh, Nostromo, and the other is just bathed in light and angel wings, yeah. So now we go to the Siege of Terra. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a million uber badass moments of fucking Sanguinius here. Uh, the, oh, Imperial, sure. the Imperial Fists, the White Scars, and the Blade Angels were the three major defensive people. There's that piece of artwork Shy posted that's like the greatest goddamn artwork of Sanguinius ever made. Wow, that is, is really awesome. Holy shit. It is so cool. It is so cool. He looks like such a baller. Yes, he um, does. Holy shit, that's so cool. As you can tell, there's uh there's all the world eaters among uh Sons of Horus there fighting him. Mm-hmm. Um but the Siege of Terror in its own right has the three of them major legions defending. Uh Sanguinius is credited in flying high above the sky and dueling horrific demonic monstrosities. As mm-hmm. the Blood Angels held choke points and areas just like covered in slaughter. Um, the big, he destroyed like a warlord titan, which, wow. like, uh, Angron got stepped on by a war hound, the small one. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed like a warlord, which is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> he, he does all, he does a million goddamn things, but the big one is the Battle for Eternity Gate. Where okay. he refought the same bloodthirster, Ka Banda, from before. Ah, uh, yeah, and and he 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 beats him this time, right? He kills it, although he 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 doesn't come out of it unscathed, right? Like he kills it, but he takes a little bit of uh, he takes a little damage, right? Yes, he he gets fucked up pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, why he has such a hard time with Horus, right? And why Horus possibly kills him, or made it easier on Horus because he was so wrecked from the uh, bloodthirster. That is, that's part of the reason why he, he lost to Horus. He was probably going to lose to Horus anyway because Horus is like juiced on chaos roids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been much more of a fight. Yeah. Uh, however, the, uh, the, main, the, the way he kills him is absolutely nutty. Um, he gets his ass pretty, pretty beat by the demon for, for mm-hmm. a bad period of time. Uh, but instead, what actually ends up is... Uh, where is it? Uh, let's see. Here it is. Um, he was able to react extremely quick, grab his whip, and he flashed in the air with his wings and caught the tip of the whip and wrapped it around uh, the bloodthirster's throat, dragging it down to the, to the floor. Oh. Um, which the, the, va- you could just, like, the vapor of the fucking corn whip around his neck... Had him just like screaming, but then he pulled it real the cables real tight, give it a tug till his screaming became frenzied little barks. When he tried oh. to break, he tried to break free, swatting at uh, Sanguinius with his bat-like wings. But instead, the prime uh, the, the primarch Sanguinius uh, grabbed one of the the wings and fucking with his free hand ripped it off. Oh. <laughs> Just that's a badass. Tore, like the fucking Ooh. bicep Angron wing just tore it. Oh, and warp fire gushed from it because it's like warp fire instead of blood. Yeah. Um, screamed loud enough to shake the walls, and with the whip still around his neck, he dragged him to the pit, the demonic pit in the middle of the chamber, and says, "If you truly do hail from the realm that men once called hell." When you return there, tell your kindred it was Sanguinius who threw you back. And he chucked him into the fucking portal. Oh, what a badass moment. Holy shit. It's pretty it's pretty baller. Oh my god, that's so what a Chad. There's also a moment when he just like Kool-Aid mans through a stained glass window of roses and just 
fucking yeets his spear and shish kebabs a greater demon. It's, oh, it's the it's the hell most yeah. it's the most over the top bullshit, but it's so fun that I can't help but love it. I would love to see like an action movie surrounding like Sanguinius's uh, time on on like the Siege of Terra with all these badass moments. Oh, that's so cool. It is. It's very all the stuff he does, like the the fight with the demon Kavanda is insane, and him dealing with the other one. Oh shit! That's the new mini shy. I didn't know that was there. There he is. That's that's the oh, demon. Oh, that's Kabanda. That there he there he is right there. You see his whip behind him and the axe. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I Damn. didn't actually know they made a mini for. I didn't know that was his mini. I thought that it was just another greater demon. I had no idea that was him. Notice the dead blood angel beneath his foot. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's the guy. There's the wing that he ripped off and stuff. Yep. With so, <laughs> with one hand. Freed hands. Jesus. Shai says, did you mention that Sanguinius caused Angron's head to explode? explode? I remember him thinking about Sanguinius and making his nails soothe. I don't remember. Oh, dear. Um, Though weakened with this fight with Kabanda, Sanguinius nonetheless next faced his demonic brother Angron. After a climactic airborne battle, Angron impaled Sanguinius upon his black blade. However, Sanguinius used the opportunity to rip out Angron's butcher's nails, Whoa. causing the demon's Primarch's head to explode. With Angron banished into the warp, the worldies lost whatever sanity they had and began to cut down their own allies. I didn't read about... Wait, what the fuck? I never heard about this! Wait, so so not only did Sanguinius fight uh, Kabanda, a uh, bloodthirster, after that he fought Angron, got impaled on his blade, somehow managed to rip out Butcher's Nails, and then he went and fought I uh, Wow. I, I, I Yeah, and then he fucking... Oh, it's a book... Re oh, sorry. It's a book released from last month in September. Wow. Wow. So he, so he fights Kabanda, is massively weakened, gets impaled, fights Angrom... Fights Angron just off. Rips his nails out, and then Angron's like, ah! And then emoji dying scream. Yeah, and then the world leaders just start killing everything. And then Sanguinius still goes and gives Horus a bit of a fight. Wow. That's shocking. Wait, that oh, is. Uh, by, the, by the book Echoes of Eternity by Aaron Dembski Bowden. Guess we got to read it now. It's by mm, ADB. Yep, yep, it's by, yep, it's by my man. My, my, my man's. <laughs> I guess at some point we will have to read that. Yep. Though I, I'm always there's a reason why Aaron Dembski Bowden writes Chaos the best it's because he's bald, and you know Chaos. Ah uh, yes, of course. Na naturally, naturally, yeah. you know how. Natural, you know. of course, of course. Naturally, of course. I had no idea. That's actually kind of, I would. God damn it! I would love like like a stick figure thing of just like him pulling out a single strand of dreadlocks and anger on just emoji scream death. Oh, <laughs> ah! just goes into the warp. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's a pretty hefty weakness. I gotta, I gotta say, the butcher's nails just rip them out. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, well, how many people can get close enough to Angron to actually rip them out, though? How many people can get close enough to Angron? That, that also true. It's like by the time you get that close, chances are Angron's already ripped you to shreds, or is ripping you to shreds, and you know. But damn, Sanguinius, that's a that's a rough day at the office for him. Yeah. You got, yeah, you also got that. Got to have that gorilla grip strength. That's yeah. <laughs> um, but after this, we we know how it goes. We do. We he know teleports. The fate that befalls Sanguinius. He teleports up. He he tries to deal with Horus. We can him give time for the Emperor to get to him, but between the Chaos Roids. And the weakening of his body and Horus's attempt to make it one of the most painful deaths he can create because he knows the psychic backlash it'll cause his sons because he knows of the red thirst and he knows of the black rage. Mm -hmm. It's the reason he makes Sanguinius's death excruciating, Ooh. which backfires a bit because then all of his sons just start going mad and then murder everyone else on the planet. <laughs> Because they not, not so good minds. for the uh, not so good for the chaos space marines that are fighting the blood angels at the time. Yo, among us, that's very sus. That's extremely sus. 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 Sanguinius didn't certainly did not vent. He was not the imposter.
Okay, but it was anguishing. It, 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 he caused enough anguish to Sanguinius to make just the Black Rage go crazy with the psychic feedback to the Blood Angels. He wanted to make it real bad, which yeah. one might say was is part of the reason why the Blood Angels visualize themselves at the flagship so often as part of that reason. Yeah. Because they have like that. Which, you know, it, it really reminds me of Uzos's corn corruption, seeing themselves in a different area when they're murdering people. Which, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's enough similarities of the Blood Angels and corn as there is, but it's just getting added more and more as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole it is, thing. It is indeed a thing. But, uh, anywho, the... The the that whole the whole fight and the major the major thing death by Horus I I would love mm-hmm. to read the actual major book for it because it's such a such a mm, oh yeah it's such an I- iconic moment iconic okay yeah yeah definitely an iconic moment and I would the love iconic to... painting and everything and yep yep it, it's the major thing but Sanguinius's Sanguinius's death at the hands of Horus. Is, uh, is the major, fall, like, the final fall. Kind of a, a very much like him willingly going to his death to protect his father. Yep, because he, um, he, wa- he wants that future to, to come true, right? Yeah, because he wants the one where the Emperor lives, which mm-hmm. I don't think he realized what the word lived meant. Yeah, had he known more specifics, he might have tried a different option. Because, yeah, the Emperor does survive air quotes you can't see them i'm doing them but quality of life isn't great and then what is it a thousand psychers a day need to be sacrificed to keep him quote unquote alive yeah which is also humorous because they even tried to make a conclave of psychers to help with the librarius him the con etc yeah so yeah maybe maybe if he had maybe if his uh foresight had a little more detail I wonder if if Sanguinius would have, you know, maybe tried something else. Maybe not flown to his death. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. thing. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um. So, along with that, in the passing of Sanguinius, the the of course his blood angels guys go ballistic and start making all the traitors retreat from the from Terra as they just. Fucking oh yeah, they... murder them. Mm-hmm. The black rage gets worse from it. That whole kind of shtick. Yep. Um, Sanguinius's body has been recovered. Uh, it was taken back and uh, is now deeply entombed in a vast tomb beneath the Blood Angels' main chapel on Ball. The doors tomb of his tomb were topped with massive angelic effigies to honor their Primarch. Of course. Of course, um, if anyone deserves this big, elaborate uh, tomb, it's definitely Sanguinius. Damn. Um, but the last excerpt I wanted to read was this. It was, um, uh, it was, it was him and Sanguinius, uh, Horus, that is. Mm-hmm. It says he was dressed in a simple white robe, clasped at the waist with a girdle of gold links. He was eating fruit from a bowl. Loki and Aximan stood up quick, quickly. Sit down, Sanguinius said. My brother's in the mood to open his heart, so you better hear the truth. I don't believe Horus began. Sanguinius scooped one of the small red fruits from the bowl and threw it at Horus. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them the rest. As <laughs> a Horus caught the thrown fruit, gazed at it, and bit into it. <laughs> he just throws fruit at him. He just pelts him with fruit. I like that. I like that. Little... Little cute thing to remiss on before he yeah. dies to him, but um, that's that's the 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 long and short of Sanguinius. I I, I think he he's certainly got that. He reminds me of like a group friend that everyone <laughs> likes. The group friend, no one dislikes him whatsoever. He's he's got the he's got his own demons and he's got his own struggles within, but he still does his best to like. Like he's at the party, he's having a drink. Everyone talks to him, or or it's like the guy who just had a, a bad breakup or found out his girl was cheating on him or something. And he's mm. there with his friends, and he's still got that good mood. And people like kind of clasp him on the shoulder. And they ask him how you're doing, and he kind of responds quietly with like, "I'm doing all right." And I'm you okay. can kinda, I'm okay. you can kind of yeah. see from his eyes that he's he's trying to keep a good mood. Mm-hmm. But I, he's... I, I, 
That feels yeah. like Sanguinius. Everyone likes him. Everyone's really sad about what happened to him, but he still tries to keep himself in good spirits despite all the pain. Damn. Shit got real. Shit got real, man. <laughs> Shit got real. Damn. That's uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Okay. That um, works. That works. We, uh, we'll talk more about the Blood Angels in general come uh, next episode. We'll talk Hell about yeah. some of their people, Mr. Commander Dante, Mephiston, Astaroth. And uh, a few of their exciting, exciting boys and girls. Hell uh, well, yeah. actually, I guess it would only be boys because Space Marines and because women uh, are because yeah. because the Emperor has decreed that women are icky. <laughs> icky, very icky. icky. I'm excited about Blood Angels though. They're cool. They they are cool. Uh, Sanguinius is best I thought, boy. I thought he would be perfect, amazing boy, but but no, he's a uh, that, that kind of is reserved for Horus. I think he's the. The he got the avenging angel thing, but he's got like his little flaw, his secret he's keeping keeping down. Yep, he's keeping that secret. He's you know, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess Horus was the perfect son that betrayed, and Sanguinius is you know he's mostly best boy, but he's got a little bit of a deep dark secret. He, he's the perfect son in theory. In theory, yeah. In theory, Poor all Sanguinius. right. Uh, Shy says Sanguinius didn't open with fighting with Horus in the ship too. He tried to talk sense into him. Oh yeah, he was just talking. To oh him yeah, to talking yeah. to Horus at that point would get you nowhere, no matter who you were. Right? There's just no chance of getting through. No, he's fucking insane. Yep, 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 yep. And and yeah, he's a madman. Buy them new merch. Yeah, new merch. Let's go. Buy the new merch. Thank you everyone for watching very much. Hell um, yeah. You know, for the first time ever, follow us on, on social media, on Twitter and stuff. Um, follow me and DK and Shy at Bricky and... Yeah, who cares? Just follow the Adeptus Ridiculous stuff. Yeah, that's probably all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you next episode for Blood Angels. Again. Again. Wow, this has been a very normal outro. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you.